Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 268. Today is July 6, 2018. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, in today's episode, I just wanted to do a really quick uh, wrap-up on one of the ideas that came in uh, for suggestions and topics that I should talk about. And this is a shout-out to Andy. Now, Andy sent in a whole laundry list of things that I could cover And I really appreciate his ideas. One of them in particular, though, really caught my attention because it's something that I try and say, and I'm not sure I make this point. Maybe I talk about it too much, but I really want to hammer it home because it is one of the key factors that causes people to lose money and make bad investment choices. And that's people getting deceived by salesmanship. And this tracks right along with wealth building principle number eight, which is learn to decrypt propaganda. Specific to today's episode, I want to talk to you about resisting sales pitches. You know all that garbage that is packaged up and sold to you that you really don't need? And that was Andy's point. What is your spam folder full of and what are people calling you in the dinner hour trying to do? They're trying to sell you junk financial products that you probably don't need. Andy specifically mentions reverse mortgages and annuities. Well, he's right about that, and I'd throw in other types of permanent insurance as well as ETFs or funds that invest in master limited partnerships or oil or gas wells out in North Dakota or some type of real estate flipping opportunity, you know, some apartment building in downtown Chicago. And it isn't that any of these things in and of themselves are bad. I'm not saying that permanent life insurance or an annuity or investing in a master limited partnership isn't something you should do, and it's not that it's necessarily a bad investment opportunity in every case. But the point that I want to hammer home here is that these products are not for everybody. In fact, with a few exceptions, these products are really only for very specific investing type profile people, people that have very specific needs. But that's not the way they're marketed. They're mass marketed to try and get as many people into these investment opportunities as possible. And so when you're sitting down to dinner at night and you get a phone call or you go check your email or you're on Facebook and an ad pops up and it's telling you how you should be investing in this master limited partnership of an oil or a gas line that's coming out of Cushing, Oklahoma and how it pays a 12% dividend and yada, 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 all this different stuff. What you need to do is you need to step back and say, if this is really such a good investment, why are they calling me at 830 at night? Or why are they spamming my inbox? And again, I want to stress here, not everything I'm talking about or that I'm referencing is necessarily a bad investment. There are some good master limited partnerships. And just like any fund, they go through cycles. And you probably want to time those. You don't necessarily want to hold them forever. You want to move into them as they're appreciating in value and get out of them before the price collapses. And the price on things like master limited partnerships does collapse. Just pull up a chart of one of the major funds and look at the performance over the last 15 years and you'll see just like any stock or anything that's traded on a major exchange, there are major peaks and valleys. These are not safe investments and that's what bothers me about them. That's why I generally don't talk about master limited partnerships. Again, there are some good ones. There are some individual companies as well as ETFs or mutual funds that specialize in that area. But the way they're sold to you, the way they're packaged and pitched, is that they're great for people on fixed incomes. They're wonderful for senior citizens. They pay such a high dividend. 
And oh, there's no risk because everybody needs gasoline or everybody needs oil or everybody needs natural gas. Well, again, look at the chart patterns. These things have had major peaks and valleys. If you bought when there was a major marketing effort going through and this MLP was really, really being pumped up and all kinds of people were pouring into it, all kinds of investment money flowing into it, everybody thinking that it was a great way to make a dividend and you couldn't lose any money. Well, that was the pump cycle. But just like any investment that gets overhyped, what happens? It goes into the dump cycle and the bottom falls out. And those senior citizens, those people looking for guaranteed fixed income, well, they find out, yeah, they're still getting maybe a 6 or 7% dividend, but they've lost 35 or 40 or 75% of the value of their principal. And this is something they thought was going to be a safe investment. And this doesn't refer just to master limited partnerships or other things that are sold to you, but even bond funds. And I've been talking about this for years now. The financial industry continues to perpetuate the myth that bonds and specifically bond funds are safe. And the older you should be and the more that you want to protect your principal, the more you should be in bonds and bond funds. Well, that's clearly not only a myth, it's not only nonsense, it's a lie. Pull up a chart of TLT. That's the ETF that follows the 20-year U.S. Treasury. Now, it's a U.S. Treasury, it's a bond, you would think that that should be safe. Overall, it is because it's invested in debt from the United States government. And I know many of you think that there's going to be an economic collapse and the dollar's going to go to zero. Well, that's not happening anytime soon. So I'm not saying that the government's going to default and not pay on these bonds. But we are in a major shift in a super cycle of interest rates. Interest rates have been coming down since the 1980s. This has been like a 35 to a 40 year bull cycle in bonds meaning that as interest rates have come down, the price of bonds have gone up, and that means that the principal invested in those bonds and those bond funds has gone up. So for a good you know, 35, 40 years, a whole generation, people have really not lost any money in bond funds, but that's all been coming to an end, and it's been occurring slowly. It's been a transition in the economy since 2008, and it's not just the evil guys at the Federal Reserve and it's just not quantitative easing. It's the whole demographics of the developed world. It's just the way it is. It's the way the system is playing itself out. Whenever you have a 30 or a 40-year-old cycle that's going up, well, just like all cycles, it has to come down. At some point, it has to reverse. And that's what we're going through right now. It's a transition that none of us know how exactly it's going to play out. So don't believe all the gloom and doom scenarios, but one thing you can be sure, interest rates are either going to stay flat or they're going to go up. There's not a whole lot more room for them to go down. So if they remain flat, that simply means that you're going to get an underperforming market in bonds. But the real downside is, is if yields go up, that's where the principle of bonds starts to disintegrate. And again, getting back to TLT, the ETF that focuses on 20-year treasuries. That fund hit a high almost two years ago to the day of where we are right now. And back then, these bond funds were being marketed as, as aggressively then as they are now. People in the financial industry telling you how safe bonds are and how they should be in a portion of your portfolio. And how the older you get, the more you should be invested in these bond funds. And they like to use a little simple, nonsensical formula where you take your age and you subtract it from 100. And that tells you the percentage of equities you should be in versus bonds that you should be in. 
And in general, directionally, you know, it's not a bad formula, but you have to take into account market conditions. None of these algorithms work all the time, even if it's just a simple little rule of the thumb type calculation. If you're 70 years old, the mainstream financial industry is going to tell you that you should be invested 70% in bonds, that your, that your investment portfolio should only have 30% in equities and 70% in bonds or bond funds. Basically just saying that your age should dictate what percentage of your portfolio should be invested in bonds because bonds are, quote, safe investments and the older you get, the less risk you should take. Well, that rule of thumb has worked pretty well over the last 30 or 40 years. Like I mentioned, we were in a bond bull market, a major cycle. But that's all shifted. And if you follow that strategy now, you'd find instead of having a safe portfolio, you have a very vulnerable portfolio. TLT, it peaked almost exactly two years ago. And if you had bought then when everybody was telling you how safe bonds are, well, as of today, do you know how much of your principal you've lost? You've lost about 15% of your portfolio. Now, if you're on a fixed income and you think your principal's safe, that's going to be a real shocker. That's going to be a real surprise to you. But that's the way those bond funds have been sold to people. They've been sold as a safe instrument when they're not. Again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't invest in bond funds. You should just be aware of the cycles and the consequences. And if the 15% loss doesn't scare you, then you should know this. Since January of this year, that loss has gone down to as much as 20%. And if we continue to see interest rates rise, it's going to go down a lot more. It could go down 40 or 50%. It all depends on the timing and the extent of long-term debt yield increases. And I want to reiterate this. Not me nor anyone else knows exactly how high or how fast they're going to go. Personally, I think the 10-year Treasury is going to top out somewhere around 4% because I don't think the economy is strong enough to handle interest rates higher than that. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. 10-year Treasury interest rates could go up to their long-term historical average, which is around 6.25%. If they do go up that high, then I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that TLT could drop 45 to 50% from the highs. So when someone's pitching you things, whether it's a used car or whether it's an investment opportunity, you have to be careful. You can't rely on anyone else. You have to do your homework. You have to read the fine print. You have to be aware of all the clauses and the fees and the restrictions. No one's going to be responsible for your money and your wealth besides you. And I want to close with this one last thought. And that I'm not saying that all salesmen are liars. I'm saying there's a distinct difference between salesmanship and deception. You should not only teach yourself the difference so that you can distinguish between the two, you should also try and develop your salesmanship skills, even if you're not a salesman. Because true, honest salesmanship skills are extremely valuable. They'll help you whether you're self-employed or whether you're working for someone else. You'll understand the importance of that when you understand the sales cycle. It's what I always talk about with your own personal success. You have to somehow understand what your talents are and from those talents develop skills. And then from those skills, you create products and services. It's either products and services that you sell yourself as being self-employed or it's the products and services that your employer hires you to deliver. 
that's what you're being paid for, one way or the other, whether you're paying yourself or whether you're paid by a corporation. Well, the only way you get to that point of developing products and services that other people want and that enrich other people's lives, you can only develop those products and services by going through a sustainable sales cycle. That's where you understand your customers' wants and needs and you understand the capabilities of your organization to be able to use technology to put together resources to create and bundle and offer those products and services to the customers that want and need them. That's what salesmanship is all about. It's not about twisting arms. It's not about trying to close deals. It's not about trying to sell people on garbage they don't need. The profits of any company or any individual are 100% correlated and related and tie back to developing and executing on a sustainable sales strategy. So learn how to spot deception, don't be naive and gullible, and let other people take money from you, and at the same time, learn the sales cycle. Develop a sales process for you and what you do. If you can do those two things, you'll be well on your way to creating significant wealth. Well, hey, again, thanks for joining me. 